Warning, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based on psychic impressions and true life events that may be potentially frightening and or disturbing to some viewers. Any of the information that is shared in this production should not replace the advice of medical professionals and is intended for general purposes only. Viewer discretion is advised. Yes. What's the name of uh, this recording? I see dead people. Ooh. <laughs> For real, though. Yeah. I do. And you do, too. Yeah. It's my favorite thing yeah. to say to people. And they always <laughs> think I'm joking, but... um. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact. Uh, Yeah. Well, the reason that the name of this recording is I see dead people is because it actually is related to what we're going to be discussing today. The main topic is the clairs and things associated with people that identify with having intuitive abilities or psychic abilities. And you're going to come to find out in this episode, there is a ton of different ways to explain each and everything when it comes to labels and all that kind of stuff. Like there is quite a bit, but this is going to be a really interesting show. Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool, I think. Um, Hopefully, we'll keep it under three hours, but this is kind of the one. (laughs) Right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, but this will be a really important one to listen to, especially if you are coming into your own when it comes to your spiritual gifts or just in general research identification. Like, there will be a lot of information covered. So, with that being said, in this episode, we're going to discuss all things related to ESP, or as you may or may not know, extrasensory perception. It's more commonly referred to as psychic abilities these days. I feel like ESP was like the 80s, you know, back when they were doing all the research and stuff. But, you know, we're going to be comparing the similarities between the physical senses, our five senses, and our spiritual senses, which they kind of mirror each other. We're going to talk about that. And we're also going to talk about how people become psychic or intuitive, like different scenarios. And we're going to get a little dualistic with that. We're going to talk about the good and the bad. We also want to include in this episode some common terminology uh, that we hear people label themselves. So like, for example, we'll say a healer or an intuitive. We're going to actually get down to the knit grit and talk about that and really kind of discuss what they really mean. And then, of course, we're going to get into the Claire's. I'm pretty sure I said that. But yeah, it's a jam-packed episode full of everything related to extrasensory perception and a little bit of the psychic abilities involved so super excited can't wait and you know we noticed there's a lot of misinformation out there online about in you know different things like everybody has their own kind of general interpretation for these different things but our goal is to really try to get to the nitty-gritty and try to like really define them Maybe and it'll help somebody. Kind of, you know, even helps us. We always learn stuff, you know, because we know about things. But when you get into the research, it gets kind of interesting. But first, before we do that, 
We need to say we're two mediums that specialize in the paranormal. Our purpose is to shed light on what goes bump in the night. That's why we call this podcast Lights of Midnight. Lamp. I thought you forgot this time. (laughs) I I did not. I was ready to jump in if you didn't. (laughs) You're on it. (laughs) On it. But yeah, and also too, before we do get into the topics of conversation this week, Emily. Yes. So, <laughs> it's, what is this week's experiences? So, okay. I had surgery, if y'all didn't know. So, two days before I had the surgery, I purposely turned off my abilities because I had to go back to my parents' house. And you know what happens back at my parents' house when my abilities are going wee? Things tend to happen. So, you know, when I'm in a place of needing to heal because of an illness or like uh, surgery or whatever, I will turn that shit off because I don't want any of that stuff to affect my ability to get better. Right. But so I also did a cleansing of my house, too, before I left. And so it's been really quiet. The only thing that happened was when I did the collab with Duran I did hear uh, a clairaudient, or it came through clairaudiently, a woman's voice. And then most of the stuff that's happened has also happened on the astral realm instead of like physically in my house. But I had um, an exorcism that I did. I did another one of those for a little girl, which was kind of weird. But yeah, that's all I really had just because I turned my stuff off. What about you, Chas? Right. So we've had some similar experiences, even though we haven't been not, well, we kind of talked about them, but a couple things have been uh, interesting that happened in correlation between me and Emily, but I've had all kinds of shit happen and, and not necessarily like tons, but I'd say more than last week. So I guess I could start off with um, the video that Emily did with Duran that we spoke of in the last episode that's out now. Um, I was listening to the premiere. Yeah, it was a premiere. And I was on my phone doodling while they were talking and stuff. And I picked up on the fact he was talking about one of his dolls. And um, for whatever reason, I got the the word witch. And it just came out of nowhere. So um, I wrote that down in the chat. And Duran was like, well, that makes a lot of sense. So I started kind of connecting a little bit with the energy, but I wasn't trying to like go the mile and go there. That it's just something that passed by. Well, Duran did a premiere for one of his episodes the following day, and it was about seven minutes long and I wanted to check it out. So I'm watching it. And the next thing that I know, a box that has sat on my dresser for a year literally falls down out of nowhere. Um, So there's some validation for things that constantly happening associated with these haunted items haunted items are a different kind of beast so that is a little bit of stuff that happened with duran kind of indirectly in emily's situation then i was laying in the bed i was trying to i was almost asleep kind of but i was in that state where you are in between I was more awake than not awake and I was having a lot of visions that night a lot of very interesting things coming through 
and for whatever reason the weirdest weirdest shit happened to me um sometimes like I'm not generally clairaudient which we'll be getting to a little later like I I do have that happen but sometimes but it generally happens when I'm in that between awake and asleep state and I literally had I watched this spirit we were like standing at a table and everything's in black white and gray there was no color standing at a table there was somebody on one side of me and a male on the left side of me and he had a straw and I watched him take the straw unwrap the paper it was like a plastic straw and paper he unwrapped the paper walked right up to me and I'm like watching this happen he put the straw to my ear and he blew in my ear <laughs> yeah this weirdest shit I'm sorry but I mean, it's funny <laughs> it is it is but the the weirdest thing was not the fact that I visually saw that I heard it in my left ear which was the one in my vision he blew in and I come out of that sleep and awake state to immediately awake and in the physical I was actually laying on my left side so my left ear was next to the pillow yeah so um <laughs> that was really weird um but a lot of times I'll hear my name and um I'll hear different random words and phrases. Sometimes I'll hear sentences and I'm talking about when I say here, it's like I physically hear it like somebody's talking to me, but not in the room. It's like the sound, like sound projects itself out towards you. Obviously, if somebody's you're talking to somebody, it's almost like the projection starts at the entrance of my ear. And it's only within the ear. I'm not hearing it from a specific place. It is sentient or whatever it's wild so that's kind of how that went and lastly uh last night I was now I feel like it was paranormal like you know it's one of those things like mm, could it be could it just be a mistake I'm not 100% sure what it was I assumed it was my daughter's new stitch alarm clock she has um <laughs> yeah they love stitch in the house now uh 20 years strong stitch um but yeah so I was in my bedroom I had to bake to me some checkers fries in the oven and I walked out into the hallway and I had the air conditioner running in my room and I had YouTube playing so I didn't hear anything but as soon as I hit the doorway I literally was hearing almost like the happy birthday song tune it wasn't singing it was like a you know the the sounds of it the tune but it was playing and yeah I was like what the fuck and I couldn't tell where it come from either like you know I had two bedrooms and a bathroom to my right living room in front of me and I looked into the dark bedrooms and the bathroom door was shut and then I looked down the hall into the living room and sitting there I knew because I put it there I looked towards my daughter's stitch alarm clock and as soon as I locked eyes with that alarm clock it stopped and then I immediately it was a surprise like it scared me a little bit because you, you caught off guard like what the fuck you know because I'm here by myself at that point I was I was definitely here by myself I had well the me and the dog and yeah um I don't know what it was but then I immediately just got the feeling like something was there so my house house visitor or house guest I feel like that's what it is. I think it's a male presence. And I walked into the kitchen and I immediately felt surrounded almost um, energetically, not like I was surrounded by a bunch of individual things, 
but whatever it was was talking and then it literally was like taunting me um i'm not going to go into details because i haven't talked about anything going on really too much uh but it was taunting me over something that i had been going through and I called in my guides verbally, like out loud. Normally I do everything telepathically, but I did this verbally and I still could feel the energy moving around the house. So it was surrounding me and then it collected all into one spot because I called in my guides and they held this uh, entity, but it wasn't going fast enough. Um, I called in actually another guide that tends to have residents in my home that's associated with my significant other um but they were yeah whatever it was snarling and like it it was doing some weird things um i kept getting the vision of like a de demonized human spirit really i don't think um i don't think it's demonic i just think it's an old earthbound spirit that's learned some tricks and has gained a lot of energy over time and unfortunately that's part of being an intuitive or a medium or a clairvoyant you know we're going to get on in and we're going to get into all that but yeah it's definitely male when you and, said that my lights flickered right okay so yeah uh but yeah he's very intrusive i've been feeling him like stand it and i've been trying to push him out i ignored it at first because like whatever it'll go a lot of times they'll pass through not this not this thing this thing is um wanting to try to take me out or try to like take me down a notch try to stop me from doing what i need to do basically so yeah so i called in my guides and then i messaged emily and asked her to send a couple guides because this thing is very um persistent but i don't i ever since then i really haven't felt anything i feel lighter you know what i'm saying so the energy is gone but there's still like um, me just saying that like i feel energy signature uh -huh. like i feel like there's something watching me from the corner right now could that be paranoia potentially but no like energetically i can kind of feel where different energies are and i feel like there's something kind of there but i do know that that thing was taken by the gods um but I still have some work that I need to do around the house. So I know that was quite a bit, but yeah, some crazy stuff, just crazy different experiences. Did my guides make a difference though when they came? Yeah. So like, I'll put it to you this way. When I call or when I messaged you, I was in my room and it was on the opposite side of the house, like near the door. Mm -hmm. And then and it was being held basically on two sides. And then when I asked you and you did, it pushed it out of the house completely. Good. Yeah. So there was an energetic difference, but there's there's something in it. I really, I make the mistake of doing, like I said, I do a lot of intuitive work for other people and I need to keep up. And that's part of this too, is like, you have to upkeep yourself too. Mm -hmm. um, you know, constantly giving and doing for other people is what I'm meant to do. And I'm okay with it. I'm not complaining. I'm just stating the fact that it's a good time to remember when you do this type of work or anything like that, anything, you've got to take care of yourself too. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what was happening in a way without saying too much but anyways yeah and i want to add to that too because it's like when we'll get bombarded by people sometimes and sometimes we'll get a bunch of people at the same time and it's like when we don't answer it's not because we're ignoring you or doing anything like that it's because we got to take like a step at a time 
and we got to kind of do one thing at a time while also maintaining our own balance and grounding ourselves. Because sometimes if we don't do that, we're not going to be very helpful because then it puts us in a bad situation. And, you know, I also have that situation too, just, you know, doing my personal uh, services and from time to time, I'll help people for free if they're in a situation where, like a bad situation where they need help ASAP. Like, I have no problem helping somebody, but sometimes you get people that take advantage and then they right. just demand, 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 demand. And it's like, listen, I'm on surgery break. I can't help you right now. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. And then they'll just keep harassing you and harassing you. And I'm just like, I, I can't. I'm trying to heal myself first before I can help you. And sometimes it just doesn't stop. Right. Um, and then, I mean, there's an energy equivalent energy exchange yeah. taking place, you know, and it's part of the job, uh, unfortunately, to a degree. It really yeah. is. Uh, but at the same time, you know, not everybody's like that. You know, it's not every, it's just certain people, you know, and yeah, yeah. And I'm not specific. I personally, I'm not spe- specifically talking about anybody, but working in the industry, you're going to experience stuff like that too, because we realize some of you guys may be doing that already or interested in doing that in the future. Mm-hmm. So, and um, I was going to say yeah. it, it rarely happens when it happens to me, but you know, during the surgery break, it's been pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. I hate to hear that. Mm-hmm. Well, Oh, and I do have a surprise coming. I'm not going to state it here. I might next episode, but I have some interesting things coming up in my life. Woo, woo, woo. Middle, I'm excited. I know what it is, yeah. but I ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all just wish me luck because I'm, I, it's like I'm shooting myself in the foot, but um, I'm, I'm excited because it's going to be a lot of, it's not going to be a ton of work, but it's going to add another workload. I'll put it to you that way, mm-hmm. but it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be fun. But yeah, that's pretty much all I've got for this week's experiences. Samesies. All righty. Well, I guess it's time to kick off the meat of the episode. <laughs> First and foremost, let's go ahead and talk about some terminology. We're going to discuss what psychic abilities is defined as. I know you're like, Chastity, why do we need to know? Well, it's interesting. It's something interesting we discovered. We're also going to talk about the term extrasensory perception, ESP. So it's kind of compare and contrast. Mm -hmm. So what is psychic abilities versus extrasensory perception? Let's go ahead and start off to define extrasensory perception. Y'all are going to get tired of this word, and I'm going to call it ESP too. So I've tried to change it up, but bear with me. I'm going to start calling it (laughs) (laughs) like a cat. Yeah. (laughs) So extrasensory perception, commonly known and abbreviated as ESP, is... Or... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I can't do it. It is the faculty of perceiving things by means other than the known senses. So basically referring to the five senses, sight, touch, taste, smell, and sound. ESP is what people describe as a sixth sense. I see dead people. This includes all the clairs. So you have claircognizant, clairvoyant, clairsentient, and clairaudient. And there's a couple others we're going to dive into as well. But that's uh, pretty much when you really think about it, it's interesting because you know, you refer to all of 
the senses, but it's still just the sixth sense. And it kind of, it kind of makes sense because when you try to research this shit, it's pretty tough, but that's kind of what, and you're not going to find this on Google, just like plainly defined. You're only going to get the definitions here, just so you guys know, um, because it's, it, there's just not a lot of information. I'm sure Emily can vouch for that when it comes to describing the differences. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next definition is psychic ability. So it's the ability to enact the use of an acquired extrasensory perception or <laughs> ESP <laughs> that um, formulates into a metaphysical action. Basically, it is a variation of ESP or the sixth sense. For example, it can refer to the ability of remote viewing, auto writing, uh, telepathically communicating, prophesizing, and more. I just got it. I just realized the sixth sense. I see dead people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's fine. That's fine. All it's right. fine. <clears throat> when you really think about it, it's interesting that it's been referred to as the sixth sense, even though there are just as many spiritual senses as there is physical senses. I guess it's just more of a simplistic way of defining what ESP is. I don't know. So what we've learned here is basically the fact that Webster's really needs me to help them define the difference because <laughs> I did this part. They really need me to define the difference between ESP and abilities and stuff. So have we really been referring to the Claire's just as psychic abilities when really they're a form of ESP? Well, at least one of those statements are true. But with all that being said, the difference between the two and when used properly, they can help one understand what it means to have a sixth sense and how we use those extraordinary abilities. So. Now that we know the difference between the two words, we're just going to talk about our five physical senses and compare them to the five metaphysical or spiritual senses, which is considered actually the sixth sense. But yeah, I know, a little confusing, but you guys know what I mean. So we'll be getting into the Claire's a little later in the episode, but first let's compare. Emily, what you got for us? So physical senses are the means by which our bodies perceive the physical world. They include the five traditional senses, as ye said before. These senses rely on the stimulation of sensory receptors in our body, which send signals to our brain for interpretation. Physical senses are generally considered to be objective and based on physical stimuli. How do you like them apples? That was a fun definition. That's a lot. No. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm not done yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. It just no, sounded very scientific and it was just like perfectly formulated. <laughs> You're welcome. Right, right. It's, it's, it's great. It's spectacular. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, metaphysical senses, often referred to as Claire abilities or psychic senses, are believed to go beyond the limitations of the physical senses. These metaphysical senses are often associated with paranormal or supernatural phenomena and are widely accepted or understood by the scientific community. Some examples of metaphysical senses include clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, and so on. So here are some key differences between physical senses and metaphysical senses. So objective versus subjective. Physical senses are generally 
considered objective because they rely on external stimuli and can be experienced by multiple people in a similar way. Metaphysical senses, on the other hand, are often considered subjective because they involve personal experiences that cannot be easily measured or replicated. Physical stimuli versus non-physical stimuli. Physical senses respond to physical stimuli in the environment, such as light waves, sound waves, or chemical molecules. Metaphysical senses are believed to respond to non-physical stimuli or energies, such as spiritual or energetic vibrations. Through the clair abilities, we tend to experience things stronger as emotion and or pain, and we're pretty good at manifesting, etc., especially on the astral or metaphysical planes. This is because we are not using just our physical earth body and being restricted by it. We are simultaneously using our astral body and experiencing our senses through our clair abilities, which allows us to perceive our senses through energetic vibrations. Say that 10 times really, really fast. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Now, accessibility and consistency. Physical senses are universally accessible to all individuals with functioning sensory organs and their experiences tend to be relatively consistent across different people. Metaphysical senses, on the other hand, are often believed to be more elusive with varying degrees of accessibility and consistency among individuals. Some people claim to possess strong metaphysical senses while others may not experience them at all. Now, the scientific basis Physical senses have been extensively studied and understood within the realm of scientific inquiry. They can be explained by physiological and neurological processes. In contrast, metaphysical senses lack scientific consensus and empirical evidence to support their existence. They are considered to fall outside the realm of mainstream scientific understanding. Overall, The differences between physical senses and metaphysical senses lie in their nature, accessibility, objectivity, and scientific basis. Physical senses are tangible and widely accepted, while metaphysical senses are often considered more subjective and rely on personal experiences that are not easily explained or validated by the scientific method. So. Nice. Yas. So, I'm edumacated now. Yes, I love science. <laughs> yes, I do too. I'm a space nerd as well. Next, we are moving on to some common terms that we hear related to people that have some form of intuition. So, for part three or section three or number three, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> the most known identifiable terms that you will hear somebody identify as as the actual like basically the actual definition so for example we do have a part one i mean a um, part a and a part b to this so before we get into the clairs we wanted to cover some of the similarities and differences between the terms that people identify as they can all mean similar things, but there are differences, and these differences are directly associated with a specific clair in some cases, and maybe even multiple clairs. All right, so the first term that we have, Emily, is... Sensitive. And, you know, honestly, I kind of get... I don't know why it irks me when people are like, oh, I'm a sensitive, oh, I'm intuitive. Just, I, I feel like they're afraid of 
have legit labels to be honest <laughs> well at the same time though somebody can be into i think it might mean and this is a good point to maybe take the time to say this if somebody identifies as a sensitive or an intuitive for example it could be the level that they're at mm -hmm. so depending so they might not quite identifying themselves as a sensitive as can be a blanket term or it could be the level they are at in their spiritual journey possibly oh got you I mean, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but it might be a fair point to to state, like, you know, if mm -hmm. or even just a blanket term, like somebody that doesn't even understand. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm a cl I'm, I have claircognizant abilities and people look at you like, what? Mm -hmm. Huh? <laughs> you know, so yeah, I, I don't know. That's Maybe true. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sensitive. Perceiving energetic vibrations through the body as a way of obtaining information, typically using their body as a means to convey or relate information. For example, this type of person can feel negative energy and feel it as a headache or have a hard time breathing because the air feels thick. Typically sensitive, they use like clairsentience and uh, empathy or empathic type skills. Right, right. It can definitely be associated with that. So next we have intuitive. So I'm an intuitive. That's what you would hear people say. So what does intuitive mean? It means having the ability to understand or know something without any direct evidence or reasoning process. So the ability is a clo closely associated with having claircognizant abilities. You commonly hear people identify as an intuitive and to properly claim that you would have to have some form of Claire cos cognizant gifts. So you can say that actually, if you identify as an intuitive, mm -hmm. you're more than likely Claire cognizant. Mm -hmm. But would you also say that you could probably combine, you could probably combine multiple things with the intuitive? For sure, you could. Um, it could come in the form of clairvoyancy as well. Mm -hmm. But it mainly deals with having the ability to know something. So mm -hmm. you can know it through visions or mainly claircognizant. But yes, I think so too. I th what else do you, you think there's anything else we could add to that? I mean, as, as long as the information is coming to you in some sort of way that's mental, I think it counts. Right. Like, so like you said, clairvoyance, because you're seeing it claircognizance maybe even clairaudient because sometimes right, it right. goes clairaudience and claircognizance sometimes interweave in interlap with one another even though they're two different things they sometimes can lead into the other fair that's that's true yeah because you could be clairaudient and i'm not see i'm not as familiar with clairaudient but that makes perfect sense because you know you're hearing mm -hmm. you're hearing them yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right next one up we got the healer so they have the innate ability to use either their energy or spirit's energy to heal others a good example are Reiki healers who can move and manipulate energy from a person's body. Uh, yeah, so healer is common. And I mean, that's another blanket term, you know, and it, it has so much involved in that. And we're going to discuss that in a little a little later more in depth. It's not it's not too far off. I have some other things I want to add to that, too. Mm -hmm. So the next one up, we have 
psychic. Psychics have clear abilities, but instead of receiving information from spirit, they are receiving their information from energetic imprints left in an environment, the universal consciousness and or universal unconsciousness. An example could be someone walks up and touches a tree and all of a sudden they see there was a fight between two people a hundred years ago next to that same tree. Right, right. And then we have psychic medium. So there is a difference between being a psychic and a psychic medium and it's very distinct Mm -hmm. difference. So there's no confusing this, but a lot of people still use this term freely when it's possibly that they're not a medium but we're getting ready to find out what makes you a psychic medium so (laughs) mediumship is defined as the practice of giving and receiving communication between the spirit world and a living human being the main difference between a psychic and a psychic medium is a psychic medium communicates with a non-living entity they literally receive communication from the other side from spirit or other things uh, that they're talking to. Because a lot of times you you can go online and you can find definitions and stuff, but it doesn't really say much besides the spirit world. So they can actually, well, I say they, we can communicate with non-human entities, things that were never human, you know, so things that exist at a higher or lower vibrational plane for example, elementals, extraterrestrials, um, and not always like the green aliens, maybe other uh, star, like star seeds, for example, like the star seed. How would you say that, Emily? I guess the clans, the communities, other places. Um, you can also communicate with demonic beings that way. So, and it, again, it's the actual act of conversating or hearing them speak to you and you communicating back. Um in some way, shape, or form. So it's not obviously done with voice. So what really sets it apart is being able to hear claircognizantly uh, or clairaudibly and what spirit's actually communicating to you. So you're going to either, you know, hear it kind of in your ear, like I was talking about earlier, or you'll just know what you're talking about, the communication. And um, Sometimes it can come in in like bits and pieces, so it might not be a full-on conversation, but sometimes it can be, and it's different for every person. Like some people aren't able to have full-out conversations with, you know, a deceased person, and some people are. They might just get factual information. So, and even symbols, it's even fair that you can add symbols into that um, to be able to communicate. It's not all just words. So to be considered a psychic medium, you have to be able to conversate in one way or another with a something that's not human and breathing, (laughs) basically. So speaking of mediumship, there's definitely different types of mediums. So next, we're going to cover the different types and the way they receive and communicate with spirit. So M, would you like to go ahead and start off part B with the types of mediumship? Yes, I can. So we have physical mediums. So I have two different definitions. I have what pretty much Chas and I believe to be physical mediums and then like the other definitions that I had found. But so our definition 
of a physical medium is someone who perceives information through their body or their physical senses that correlates to touch or feeling things inside or outside the body. Their main abilities fall under clairsentience and being empathic. They can receive this information from spirits, the living, including animals, and other beings. Technically, I could be considered more of a physical medium if we strictly use our definition because my main abilities revolve around clairsentience and being empathic. I can feel other people's or animals' ailments without any effort. Even the dead or other beings um, will use this ability to show me how they died or any experiences they've gone through. Although it can be a gift and a curse if you don't know how to release that energy from your body because it can linger and cause serious illnesses, which has happened to me as well. So that's one thing I have to learn is to release that energy because remember... If you're talking to dead people, uh, they're dead and, you know, that energy isn't necessarily good unless they're of the light or just benevolent beings to begin with. Right, yeah. So speaking to beings that have crossed over to the light is generally equivalent energy exchange. Yes. Yeah, speaking to people that still exi or exist in a lower vibration because they did not go into the light, which is what we call the dark in simple terms, they all they have to have energy to survive. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then some others would say that these types of mediums display their abilities outward for those to see. They claim to have the ability to produce physical manifestations of paranormal phenomena. These phenomena can include objects moving or levitating, the production of ectoplasm, a substance believed to be emanated from the medium's body, ew, direct voice communication from spirits, materialization of spirits, and other similar phenomena. They are said to often be involved in seances or spiritualistic circles where they channel or allow spirits or other entities to interact with the physical world. The medium may enter a trance-like state or altered consciousness to facilitate these manifestations. Physical mediumship has been a subject of investigation and skepticism, and there have been numerous reports of fraud or trickery associated with this practice. But I want to say this. Personally, through my own experiences, the only time I see physical stuff like this presented through a medium like that is when it's negative as fuck because, right. you know, I mean, I don't know about you, Chas, but I don't ever see benevolent beings trying to levitate a person and, you know, do that other stuff. Right, and that would be Jesus Christ himself. Yeah, I mean, sometimes... <laughs> that, would be, that would be the I, only... <laughs> sometimes, I will say the most common thing that I've seen is, like, people or other mediums will... Their accent will change all of a sudden, and they'll speak through that person's accent. That has actually happened to me. That happens to me a right, lot. Right, right. But after right. that, mm. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that kind of borderlines trance mediumship, which we're going to get into, but that is a very interesting point for sure. Mm -hmm. The next type of mediumship is a mental medium. So mental mediumship is classified as communication from the spirit world, which is interpreted through the mind and consciousness of the medium. Most mediums working today are mental mediums, and this is called perception, basically. So they do it through, they perceive 
through different types of uh, incoming mental information. Uh, and it is anything related to clairsentience, clairvoyance, clairaudient, clairflatulence. <laughs> Go ahead, is, do the uh, joke. It's not, yep, it's not clairflatulence. We're going to insert that word here. Clairfaction. <laughs> it's, it's clear. It means it means clear smelling, the ability to smell in the spirit. And then clairgustance, which is taste, and claircognizant, which is perceived by the mind of a medium. Perception also includes inspired writing, speaking, and drawing. So the medium is basically in an altered state and is inspired by the spiritual world. So. I will say about that to the last statement, you know, it's inspired by the spiritual world. That is true. But in my experience, I am definitely can be classified as a mental medium. Right. Uh, and that's kind of, there's a couple more things that have to do with mental mediumship I'm going to share, but I don't always have to be in an altered state. Like all my focus doesn't have to be on um, what I'm doing. I, I can do things in the physical and do things in the spiritual at the same time. So I just want to, I mean, I guess that is kind of altered, but I want to make that clear. Mm -hmm. I mean, so. I feel like we, I mean, I can also do the same stuff that you can do for the most part. So I feel right. like we can balance or seesaw back and forth. But I know when I started, I was more trance-like, but now it's more, I'm becoming more mental or it's like a balance between both right and one of the common themes you'll see throughout there here throughout this episode is that a lot of things can be it doesn't have to be a clear defining answer as humans we search for like defining lines and this there is you need to drop that if that's like a pet peeve for definitions yeah we provide you with the definitions but there is a lot of like sliding scale which i'm going to discuss here shortly just kind of an image that spirit gave me when em and i were discussing it but i do have two more parts to mental medium so there's a perceptive mental medium and is mainly used to provide evidence of a spiritual after a survival after death so basically talking to loved ones um and you know how you talk and share people from the other side so basically that's what perceptive mental mediumship is so that's when you connect with past loved ones and then you also have spirit controlled mental mediumship so it's more likely to bring forward communication from a ministry of angels or spirit guides to share teachings and philosophies that could benefit a larger group so for me i definitely more mostly I'm a mental medium and I mostly work according to the definition with spirit controlled mediumship but I do have the ability to do perceptive mental mediumship I do have the ability to connect with past loved ones it's not as strong as I would like it to be sometimes it's stronger than others but it just falls all under mental mediumship so I wanted to share that as well so Emily, I think she's got the next one for us. So the next one is trance mediums. Trance mediums enter a deep trance state to allow spirits to communicate through them. They may speak in different voices, display altered behavior, or have limited recollection of the messages conveyed. Um, 
it is considered spirit controlled mediumship which is where the medium enters a trance state and the spirit communicators take over the medium's body the face could change voice be overtaken and mannerisms of the spirit person could be seen through body movements people sometimes think that this is physical mediumship but the distinction needs to be clearly made with all mental and perspective or perceptive mediumship the medium is aware of what was happening and can regain control at any point yes yes mm -hmm. so go ahead it freaks me out a little bit i mean i get it but like when people sit down at a seance table and they start like allowing spirit to take over their body i'm a little freaked out personally that's just me. I know other people feel differently and that's okay. We can feel differently, but I'm not about to do that. Mm -mm. I don't like, like that's a boundary. I will not let anything cross. Right. It's different. I think there is a, a difference uh, on this sliding scale where, you know, you might pick up the accent of mm -hmm. something, for example, but when you're actually like sitting there in a trance state and you're letting something take over your body. And it's moving I, your body. I, yeah. Yeah. No, nah, we're not doing that today. And, you know, it also makes me wonder, too, that, like, benevolent beings, because that's almost like a form of possession, too. Benevolent beings don't do that. Right. Exactly. And, you know, there's, I mean, you can't even compare it mm -hmm. to anything like that. So, um, I think it's an important fact. And, like, a lot of trans mediums know some, you know, they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. If that, they know exactly what they're doing. But also, too, like... Just in general, trance-like states are common to practice any type of psychic ability or mediumship. It is normal, but the duration, you know, kind of determines where you go with that. That's fair to say, too, I think. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yes. All right. Yeah. So, we also have one more. Mm -hmm. And that's one that was added last minute. But it's healing mediumship which is quite interesting um healing mediumship is the ability to heal others and even animals from emotional or physical ailments it's also important to note that this type of mediumship can assist in healing earth energy lines in places where there is electromagnetic damage or like the energy in general is damaged from traumatic events or even dead people walking about Although some people feel that healing mediumship does not fall in the category of a medium, they are really using mediumistic type of abilities to attune into the spirit world as they are guided by spirit themselves. They literally, literally become a channel for healing as they are the physical conduit for the actions that need to take place on a spiritual level for a person, a place, or being in need. And that's kind of like it ties into crossing spirits over because to cross a spirit over you can being a just a psychic you can ask for that from your gods but to truly be able to cross over a spirit into the light or even just a even a non-human spirit they don't always necessarily go to the light right or to the light side or the higher vibration sometimes they're just taken away and put places outside of this realm. They're taken to another existence when in terms of crossing spirits over. But um, I, I feel all psychic mediums, if you have that ability, you definitely have the ability to cross over spirits or entities and get them out. It's just a fact of getting there, which can take 
some people it can take years. Um, it's a lot, you know, to be able to do that. Um, proper training, I would highly suggest for stuff like that. But a lot of people um, have claimed to be able to do it. I felt like I've done it uh, personally. I don't have any validation from another medium but I'm working towards that as a goal. Like I want to do 100%, be able to do 100% remote healing. So that's something, and a remote like removal of spirits. So that's something I'm personally working on. Um, there's different ways to do it, but I think this is the most effective way because we can't always be on site. So we do help people. We do help them remove the entity but there's still a whole nother level of just untapped stuff that can take years to learn how to do so i think that falls uh, into healing mediumship and also kind of goes with it well that was uh, a lot about mediumship but now that we know we know right mm -hmm. it's important because there's a lot of confusion and misinformation it really needs clarification um and it's good for people that may not understand the difference. So with that being said, we are moving on to number four, main types of extrasensory perception. Does that give y'all any hints? It's the Claire's <laughs> <laughs> based on the definition. So the ESP, uh, exactly. We're going to be talking about the Claire's finally. So as we defined above, the clairs are associated with our senses, right? And I'm going to go ahead and introduce the first clair, which is clairvoyancy. So clairvoyancy is the ability to obtain information about an object, person, or location hidden from the normal senses. So it's associated with the second sight or the third eye and clairvoyance will come in the form of seeing things with your eyes like uh, dead people and <laughs> even other things that just basically others cannot see with their normal visual, visual perception. Uh, clairvoyancy is the ability to see pictures, symbols, colors, and movies in the mind's eye. And other terms for this type of ESP includes uh, vision, second sight, and remote viewing. This gift involves using your consciousness to tap into another person's mind, the spirit, the spirit world, or the dead. Uh, you can even find hidden objects from physical sight with clairvoyancy. So, as far as like experiences and examples that I could give is a lot of times I see more pictures um, in my third eye. So I can see it's almost like, okay, how can I explain this? Seeing between the air when you visually see something or an anomaly or some type of, it doesn't always have to be a dead person, right? It doesn't always have to be an entity that you see. Sometimes you'll physically see energy which is part of being clairvoyant or just an anomaly or an orb other people may not see, but it's almost in a way sometimes like looking between the air, Emily, I don't, I know that we've talked about that, uh -huh. but it's almost like things exist within the molecules of the air. Does that make sense? Yes. So I think the way you see, well, I feel like you see things a multiple ways where I see things. It's kind of like, so you know how Claire, uh, cognizance works right where you get the thoughts well sometimes yeah. for, for my clairvoyant abilities I 
see my thoughts in images. Right. It's like seeing right. your thoughts or seeing or visualization. But instead of you visualizing something, it's kind of like it being implanted into your head. Right. And I, I have that happen as well. Um, a lot of my visions and stuff just come in as like pictures and movies or symbols or colors, like I was saying. Mm -hmm. But then when I see stuff with my eyes, it's different. Like I've seen full on black. Yeah like shadows with my eyes and I mean like crisp perf crisp perfect yeah. outlines of things like visually seeing it but then there's times when with my literally with my eyes but then there's times with uh kind of like my mind's eye so it, it's like it I'll see things but it's not really seeing them the same way that's the only way I know how to really describe yeah. it and then again sometimes it's like it, seeing it through the air mm -hmm. that's even different like literally seeing it with your eyes but it's like in between mm -hmm. you might see the outline of a dead person that way I've done that um one time I know that V was in the backyard and we have like this concrete structure or whatnot in the backyard that was something somebody else put here. He was standing on it and beside of him was like this anomaly of like, uh, if you were to see, if you were to look down a road on a hot summer day and you see like the wavy yeah. lines. Yeah. Imagine that with like in the form of an oval next to him, but there was no like defining oval. It was just like a mass. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah, because I can see stuff like that, too. And sometimes I see, like, energetic vibration in the air. It's so fucking weird. And sometimes yeah, I can I've see the portals and the lattice and shit. Right. And you can see stuff like that. So there's a lot to being clairvoyant, but that's probably some of the best examples or ways to explain how you see clairvoyantly with mm -hmm. your, you know, second sight, so say. And then I guess we'll go ahead and move on to claircognizance, uh, which would be the next Claire. And claircognizance is associated with clear knowing. So basically, you just know things before they happen uh, or just, you know, things about people, places, just anything really. It can be any form of information. Uh, claircognizance is not just one sense or type of awareness, but it's a combination of several different senses, including precognitive abilities and others that can be supported by like clairvoyancy. So it, it that's where it comes in, like the visions uh, we were talking about. So they kind of even tie into each other in that way. The primary quality that defines claircognizance uh, claircognizant abilities is clear sensations or perceptions of knowing something was certain before it happened even before it's known by anybody else so that comes in the form of like predictions as well like if you're doing uh, different types of predictions or whatnot so it basically involves an awareness of the present past and future events people and places outside of the range of normal perception claircognizant is highly prevalent in dreams especially lucid dreams because some people um experience dreams and they are able to control them so that's even said to be a form of claircognizant abilities uh i know this I've, I've never heard of that personally but that makes sense actually the interesting fact is there's a lot of claircognizant people second only to clairvoyancy. So there's more people that have clairknowing than they even know. I did not know that I was 
claircognizant or had clear knowing for super long, long time. So in terms of experiences and examples, I have, I can do, based on myself, I can channel in information that I don't have to research sometimes. Um, I can channel in things about people and just tell them about their life or, or have, you know, predictions of where they're going to go in life and stuff. Um, you just literally know things. And there's almost like a, a point where you get into this groove where I open up and I get into the groove and I can just write. It helps with writing. It really, really does. Um, even about things that I might not know a lot about, or if people have questions, like some people have questions and I just give them answers and they're like, how do you know that? And I'm like, I don't know, you know, or just knowing things and then turn around and Google searching them. And I was right. So as far as some, uh, examples, it's all, it's really everything a part of how I operate when it, in terms of my psychic abilities. So it's, I mean, pretty self-explanatory really. Yeah. Like when you said I had a certain ailment and you were right. <laughs> right. It was a right. thing oh, in yeah. my intestines. <laughs> yep. I saw, I literally, I mean, I saw it, I saw it there and, um, something told me based on what Emily was, you know, dealing with, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's this or this, but I think it's this and you definitely need to go have it checked out. And the fact that we had that conversation, uh, it was something else leading up to it as well. But the fact that we had that conversation, um, she went or Emily went into uh, the doctor's office and they scheduled the operation or the procedure and what they found you know, could have led to a really bad alternative for Emily. So it kind of saved your life. AKA death <laughs> or cancer. Yeah. It prevented, mm -hmm. it, yeah, it prevented death at this time. It's, it was preventative. So I think that's really cool. I mean, it mm -hmm. come in handy because that's scary. I don't, I know we're not going to talk about it, but you're just my know hero. That <laughs> <laughs> I need a hero. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> baby all right yeah what was it i can be your hero baby how's he say it <laughs> who does that is it Enrique iglesias oh uh, i was anyways, going by what... the song in shrek but okay oh yeah okay i got you i got you two different time frames i'm old okay so <laughs> next emily <laughs> i think emily's got the next one Yes, it is clairaudience. So it is the ability to perceive or hear sounds, voices, or messages from sources beyond the physical realm. People who possess clairaudient abilities are believed to have an enhanced auditory perception that allows them to receive information or communication from spirits, angels, other non-physical beings, energetic vibrations, residual energy, etc. In clairaudient experiences... The information is received as inner thoughts, words, or sounds that are heard within the mind rather than through the physical ears. These auditory perceptions may come across as whispers, clear voices, or even music or sounds that are not physically present. The messages can be in the form of guidance, advice, warnings, or insights about various aspects of life, or if dealing with negative entities, you can receive intrusive, negative thoughts, oppressive and or grotesque sounds, knocks, scratches, etc. Clairaudience is one of the psychic abilities or intuitive senses often associated with 
ESP and is considered to be part of a broader set of psychic abilities, including, and, you know, I hate having to say this eight times, a bajillion times, because we're literally covering it right now, but clairvoyance, clairsentience, and claircognizance. And examples, so here's an example when you are in that in-between state of sleeping and not sleeping, because this is one thing that I hear a lot and is actually something I experience myself as well. So when you're in that in-between state of sleeping but not sleeping, and you start hearing people talking around you, or you hear a crowd of people talking, that is Claire audience. And then an experience when I was doing the collab, you know, like with Duran, like I said, in this week's experience, I heard, you know, a female voice talking. But yeah, we got to go back in that audio and see if it came up to there. Yeah, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is Claire Sentience. This is the ability associated with perceiving or sensing information through feelings, emotions, or physical sensations. The word clair means clear, and sentience refers to the ability to feel or perceive. People who possess clairsentient abilities are believed to have an enhanced sense of empathy and intuition that enables them to pick up on subtle energy, emotions, or vibrations from people, places, and or objects. Clairsentience can manifest in various ways. Individuals with this ability may experience strong gut instincts or intuitive hunches that guide them in decision-making. They might sense the emotions or intentions of others without explicit communication. This can involve feeling other people's emotions as if they were their own or perceiving energetic imprints left in particular locations. Some clairsentience may also have the capacity to psychically sense the history or events associated with objects by touching or holding it, and that is called psychometry. If you didn't know, it's something I can do, and it's fun. Like Chastity said before, it's like a sliding scale here, and you have multiple abilities that run into one another, so that would be the clairsentient part and the empathic part. Um, it's important to note that clairsentience is often interconnected with other psychic abilities, like I said, such as clairvoyance, clairaudience, or claircognizance. These abilities can work together to provide a broader understanding or perception of the information being received. So an example, psychic mediums who work with and communicate with animals. A lot of times, these types of people communicate with animals and they have the ability to know where the animal hurts to better understand and properly diagnose those ailments and they can be also considered as psychic vets an experience so i actually had a client that was experiencing jaw pain that you know i didn't know about because you know i don't know anything about the client when i start talking to them and you know telling them what i feel but i could feel my own jaw aching and spasming and I just thought it was weird because like that doesn't happen to me ever so I brought it up to her and she admitted that she has TMJ and I was like oh okay yeah yeah I had that happen recently and it sent me to the hospital we think Mm -hmm. with the I thought I had well this is what they told me I thought I had appendicitis and this happened back in the middle of May because I was having this pain. And when I went in, they did my scans and my blood work. And besides my Captain Crunch back, everything else is good. 
So they said it was nerves or something. But two weeks later, I ended up picking up one of my most craziest, uh, I guess you could say, cases yet that I will be doing a video on sooner than later <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, with my client. I, have I said her name? I know she knows and she knows and everybody knows Beth, my client Beth. Mm-hmm. Um, come right. to find out she was put in the hospital around the same time it was within days of each other for the exact same thing Mm -hmm. and they had no idea what it was Mm -hmm. yeah so um I do have clairsentient experiences Mm -hmm. myself and I generally it'll be during a reading or um I guess you could say prior to knowing like you said about the client or anything about them so I do experience that myself. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to get into other types of extrasensory perception that is less commonly referred to or known, but actually, you know, it has a clear sign to them. So we have clear gustance and then clear aliens or what chastity likes to call clear flatulence, <laughs> but it's really called clear olfaction. Clear olfaction. <laughs> Clairflatulence. No. Okay, that's my awful, (laughs) awful joke of, Mm -hmm. you know, this episode. But anyways, I wanted to uh, Mm -hmm. put that in there for a little... So yeah, clear tasting. So have you ever had clear tasting, Emily? Clear gustance? Um, Actually, no. Okay. So I think I have a couple times, but it's not something that really happens a whole lot. Like Mm -hmm. clairgustance is common among uh, a lot of people actually experience that. I know sometimes I do it with living people. Like I know I think I've done that and with other people before and I'm like, why am I tasting? I don't know, banana pudding. Mm -hmm. Like like something I ain't even ate and they're like, oh, I just had some. And I'm like, ew, gross. I I just have a thought. I just had a thought. So wait, what about cravings? Because sometimes I'll get cravings for shit like chocolate or shit that I can't even eat or haven't eaten. And I'll be like, why am I craving chocolate? And then I'll taste it. Right, it's possible. It's possible or it's, I mean, yeah, for sure. But yeah, so it definitely is a sign to Claire. So again, our physical sense of taste Mm -hmm. is translated into the metaphysical or spiritual sense Clear gustance. And then again, we have clear flatulence. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta stop. Um, basically, clear smelling. So, clear aliens or aliens, mm-hmm. right? Clear aliens. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can smell. And this is another common thing. And people will have this, yeah. you know, I've just had it because. Like twice ever. Right. Right. And even people that don't even identify with psychic abilities report this because they spirits can literally put off a smell. So we've talked about that before. Especially the nasty ones. Yeah. And then or like, you know, grandma comes in and you smell her perfume. Like I, I have decided, I have told my family, my children, especially I said, when I pass away, when you smell my soul de Janeiro, like bum bum cream (laughs) girls or guys whatever if you know the smell you know the smell i'm coming in like the bum bum cream so when they smell sol de janeiro's bum bum cream that's me you know technically if a demonic entity gives off that you know nasty ass smell then you can call it claire flatulence 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it pretty much explains itself. You're going to have clear smells now, but when you, if it's part of like, I guess you'd say how you commonly, a lot of people have this happen very often that are psychic mediums. I'm generally, I'm not normally smelling things. I will smell stuff, but some people have smells come in associated with their readings, mm -hmm. basically. So that would definitely cover clear mm -hmm. flatulence. <laughs> All right. <laughs> or clear, I'm clear joking, aliens. obviously. But yeah, clear smells. Mm -hmm. All righty. So on top of the clairs, we have another one, but it's not called anything associated with Claire. It is empaths. So this is a big one. You hear empaths everywhere, mm -hmm. right? You hear about some, I'm an empath, I'm an empath, I'm an empath. Well, we're going to talk about that because it's, there's misinformation I found and then everybody kind of has a different an opinion or whatnot. So, Emily, you want to go ahead and start us yeah. off with empath. So, the ability to feel emotions through your own emotions from other beings, dead or alive, energetic imprints, etc. It is a pathway that can lead into other psychic abilities, although commonly mistaken or put in the same category with someone that is clairsentient. People with or people that are empathic may not necessarily exhibit those characteristics. Right. So, empaths. It, it's kind of this is where the sliding scale comes in and in it when it comes in terms of being empathic because for me I feel and the way I was taught is empaths deal with emotions so you're going to be able to my example is let's say walking down the street and you walk past somebody and you start to feel their sadness and you actually you feel it and you adopt it as your own it does, that you don't necessarily have to adopt it as your own but you just feel their sadness as part of the emotions for me where it become, becomes like clairsentient is where you would maybe start crying like if you if maybe they were crying before they left their house because they were in a fight with their boyfriend and you felt their sadness and their desperation or whatnot and then you feel that emotion in like through an empathic way but then the empathic stuff can drift into clairsentience or maybe they got in a physical altercation and maybe your arm was hurting or something that's where it turns into clairsentience also you can get things empathically like the feelings from other people and feel energy in general that would be clairsentience claircognizance can funnel in through empathy or being empathic so basically, um, I start to feel somebody's sadness and then I start to know things. I start to understand why they're sad. That happens to me a lot. Or it could be empathic. You start to feel the sadness and then you have a vision of what happened to this said girl, for example. Just, you know. But yeah, so empath, what separates it out from anything is some people just feel emotions and it can actually lead to issues because if you don't understand that they're not of your own, you take on them and it can lower your vibration if they're sad feelings. And then you're stuck with attracting things of that vibration because like attracts like. That's why you have things that fall under love and things that fall under 
fear and sadness is more closely associated in the fear category obviously than the love category so emily do you have anything you want to add i mean as far as the whole empath thing i feel like it's kind i always like to use the square and the rectangle analogy so like a square is a square (laughs) and it can also be a rectangle but a rectangle isn't a square so it's like that with you know the whole empath thing so you can have clairsentience being a form of empathy but empathy isn't necessarily clairsentience right so on a spirit demonstrated this in a in a mental vision since we're getting all specific with the clairs and all this stuff and they showed me basically a rainbow, like a line, almost like a line graph that the line was actually rainbow where certain colors transition to certain colors. Think of like Lisa Frank colors, you know, <laughs> and um, each one of them, like, let's say one color represents, you know, clear seeing one color represents clear knowing and empathy is the line there. It is the line, but then it slides down. It can go into it's literally like a funnel. So you can funnel in through being empathic. So I guess a lot of people are empathic, they say. A lot of people feel, I think it's pretty common, honestly, to be empathic. But the separation, again, is the square Mm -hmm. and the rectangle. But yeah, that's really all I have about being empathic. So... What's up, everybody? My name is Kevin, and I host this little podcast called Where Weird Ones Are. I talk to people about their personal experiences with paranormal and the supernaturals, extraterrestrials. We get into conspiracies. Also talk about spirituality. All of those things that are weird. Where you can find the show is on YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Rumble. If you want to be featured on the show and tell your stories, your encounters, email me at where the weird ones are at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram, where underscore the weird ones are. Hey there, curiosity connoisseurs. Are you intrigued by all things strange, weird, and unusual, but too embarrassed to talk with your friends and family about it? Well, we're your family now. Join me, chronically curious Katie. And me, combat veteran Chris as we don our tinfoil hats and question everything. From crazy mysteries, out-of-this-world conspiracies, and the unbelievable happenings all around us. Let's try to stay sane as we laugh and explore together through our podcast, Stop Thinking With Your Butt. Wherever you like to listen. Hello, I'm Rebecca Rosewood, and I'm here to help you keep your curses hexy and your hexes sexy in this snarky, true crime and paranormal podcast. If you like a little personality with your true crime, and a little scare with some flair, Thrice Cursed is the podcast for you. Thrice Cursed will be coming to you anywhere you listen to podcasts in October. Until then, you can find me on social media such as Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Thrice Cursed Pod. Until then, keep it hexy. We're on to our next part. So where does one get these abilities from? How do they come about? What is the origin? This is season one. We want to know what the fucking origin is. Yeah. Yeah. The origin. It's a very broad term in this uh, episode, I guess you could say. <laughs> but basically, we're going to cover everything we possibly could relate to extrasensory perception. But we figured we'd introduce some information as to how one can activate their own abilities or like where they come from, like I said. Um, we're going to be doing this in the form of good and bad. 
and, you know, kind of dualistic, but kind of giving examples of a good scenario versus a bad scenario, because we realize that everybody has all in between experiences. Like M and I, this will be said again, but M and I, we've had more negative experiences than others. And I've met people that really have had mostly only positive experiences and have gifts as well. So here we go. Emily, would you like to start out? Because Emily's doing the good and I'm going to do the bad. Mm-hmm. So for the first way that one may get these abilities, we have natural born gifts. So the good side. So it could have come from a line, like if you've come from a line of witches, shamans, psychics, indoor mediums, and inherited the abilities through your DNA. It's through your DNA. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then, you know, the bad side. Sometimes you can inherit natural born gifts from an unnatural or ungodly place. Some people would say, like, um, it can be based on the actions of your ancestors, which is part of your DNA. So it kind of goes hand in hand. Although um, it can be a part of your life's purpose. So even though it's considered bad, you know, it might be a learning opportunity for your generation, I guess you could say, or for your lifetime. But sometimes people also inherit, um, unfortunately, curses, like family curses and stuff like that. So you have to really understand that in certain, I guess, how can I say this? In certain religions, they believe in that quite a bit, like inheriting uh, spirits. So let's say your great, great, great grandpappy committed murder then there is a murder spirit on your family and then it's followed until it's broken. Or you can have somebody place a curse on your family. And in that case, you have, you know, like the witch scenario, like I curse 10 generations of your family. And that can even happen uh, according to some people from a demonic standpoint too. So that is the bad part of having natural born gifts. But the, the point is, is, you know, you still will develop those gifts and it depends on which pathway you want to take. The, you have a choice on how you want to deal with it. Yep, for doodles. The next one is life's purpose later in life. So the good part, um, part of your soul lesson plan that was decided pre-birth to help you grow and ascend into your highest potential as a spiritual being. Right, and a lot of people look into this in their astrology too so they look into their life's purpose identified by the houses and stuff and some people are gave like a pretty good clear pathway some other people have to struggle for it so bad in this case i guess bad would be uh all a part of how you perceive a situation that you experienced where you obtain the spiritual gifts or what led you to discovering your spiritual gifts for example um Em and I, again, had tons of negative encounters with the supernatural, which in turn led us down a path that we're on today. But again, not everybody experiences that way. Um, I would say that sometimes you have to go through bad experiences in your life's purpose. Like it's predestined to be able to, you know, to ascend, really. I mean, it's part of awakening, basically. But again, it's about what you choose. If you you want to turn that into a bad situation, um, you know, later in life, it's about how you deal with it. Basically, if you can't if you can't overcome it and you can't deal with it, you might have out of control 
psychic abilities, for example. So um, it's basically what our whole podcast is on. <laughs> it's about our crazy ass experiences mm. with the ghosties. The ghosties with the mosties. The ghosties with the mosties. All right. So for the next one, we have how you were raised, your religion or spiritual background. So the good brought up an environment that allowed you to grow spiritually. So that's having parental figures that taught you from birth about spirituality through certain religions like Buddhism, Hinduism, Christianity, New Age, etc. They gave you the spiritual or religious freedom to express yourself and or nurtured your natural gifts that you discovered through your journey. And the bad. Emily suggested I say cults. <laughs> and that's true. Um, or just strict spiritual upbringing. Like it, it will tap into your abilities, but in a negative way potentially until you overcome that raisin, I guess you could say. Like personally, I wasn't raised in a super spiritual or religious household, but here I am today. Um, and yeah, so I mean, some people don't have it that way. Some people have a very negative experience um a lot of times you will hear on this side of the world christianity is literally one of them so people uh tend to turn to i guess you could say the bad ways and do everything that's considered a sin which can then leave you open for negative happenings in your life and you know it's hard because your upbringing has a lot to do with the way you form, but I guess you could say that your background, even though it was bad, it doesn't necessarily have to determine you having um, bad intuitive gifts is what I'm saying. Does that make sense? Yeah, and it's also kind of like nurture versus nature too. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So the next one, we have interest or research. So good part genuine curiosity that makes you more aware of the paranormal once you learn certain information you can unlearn it and it actually starts to open you up spiritually once that happens you attract more experiences and become aware of your own gifts and or abilities the more you research and gain knowledge the more you are able to enhance those abilities and spiritual knowledge this helps you grow spiritually Yes, and the bad. A genuine curiosity that makes you more aware of the paranormal and in turn leads you down the road of misinformation and general ignorance. I'm sorry, I had a little comedy here. That gets you into trouble because you end up messing with or tapping into things you do not fully understand or are capable of dealing with. You end up with some type of haunting, some type of spiritual attachment, or worse. It, it can come in the form of illness and disease and all kinds of other stuff we've already discussed. But yeah, there's a balance to everything. And uh, the reason I'm laughing is because I kind of copied Emily because the gen, yeah. And then, but it's yeah. true though. And it, it, I'm not trying to make light of the situation, but really, we've talked about this a lot and misinformation and just general ignorance. I know that sounds really harsh, mm -hmm. but it can get you into trouble. So you can end up tapping into your psychic abilities that way too, but then you got to dig yourself out of the hole. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I would say 40% of the clients that I deal with have to do with they see you know other youtubers or other people on social media talk about you know like i don't know for example egyptian gods or um other deities 
that they think are good, but they don't have that thing of discernment that we talk about. And they can't, they, they, they then worship a deity that they don't understand and or know whether or not they are good or bad, which is a problem because if they're bad, then you have that entity up your ass, literally haunting you and giving you problems. And yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting you say that. I have quite a few people that have done stuff. I think you've had more people that have like dabbled into the craft and stuff like that on the dark side and got in trouble. I'd say most of mine come from uh, not understanding their psychic abilities. That's mm -hmm. mostly my clientele, which is very interesting how, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah, well, I get a lot of people with that are very immature and they think things are cool and they're like, oh my God, I worship the deity Hecate because it fits with my personal goth style and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, do you know who Hecate is? Have you, like, do you have any yeah. idea? Because there's so much misinformation, especially about that one, about that deity that yes. people do not understand. And then they worship that deity not knowing anything about them and yeah i've actually met hecate and i'm just gonna leave it there i'm not gonna give right. an opinion because it'll piss off a lot of people right and it's just you know people they just don't know any better mm -hmm. general literally general ignorance or lack of research or lack of understanding or lack of the ability to discern mm -hmm. um but yeah and it's so it's interesting because your clientele is younger. Mine's a little bit older. I know we've talked about this, but I think it's interesting how spirit sends us people mm -hmm. specified to our speciality. I don't know. Is that, is that yeah. I mean, I think it's something to it. It's definitely not a coincidence. Yeah, and Baphomet's in a big one, a big one that people don't understand. Right. Yeah, that it's, one I it's get crazy. Most issues with more than anything. But so moving mm. on, we have paranormal and spiritual experiences so the good seeing or experiencing a benevolent being or having a good experience that gives you hope healing faith validation confidence etc that may push you towards a spiritual path their love and wisdom can bring you knowledge and abilities or a boost in those abilities so like the experience at the beginning of our podcast in general where you talk about your jesus uh, moment is a really good example of that yeah exactly i agree and then for the bad it's similar to what i stated above um most people end up having extra sensory perception um issues and they don't understand their psychic abilities and or they're just open and they don't know it and then they get haunted so by some type of negative paranormal or uh, supernatural being and in turn it forces them to unlock um that part of them to be able to get out of it so i mean very much like what i stated above i just don't want to have to go all over it again and i'm sure you guys don't want to hear me do that again either, well it so. can also <laughs> entities can force you into opening your third eye whether you want to or not so like for example if you're going through a haunting and you know you're not very educated on how any of that works and let's say you're sleeping and, and a negative entity pulls you into the astral realm and there you are. You, you're face to face with that demonic entity and oh my god, it's kind of like you're going to be possessed now kind of situation and it's kind of like it forces you into it too. Right. And I mean, in general, par just paranormal activity in general, like you're saying, yeah. I think that's fair. 
And, you know, sometimes you, but sometimes people experience, and I'm not saying this like against what you're saying, I'm saying in general, some people just experience paranormal activity and they'll never have anything happen after that. So it just depends. I think it's a lot depending again on your like life's path. So it's definitely a good example for sure. Mm -hmm. And then we have NDE or as Chastity likes to say, NED, Ned. Nearly experiencing death. (laughs) Yes. So we have the good, a near death experience that brought guides, loved ones, and or other benevolent beings to relay an important message or messages to a person through a series of experiences such as a life review, a mission they want them to go on as a part of their lesson plan, a prophetic warning for a specific preventable tragic event, etc., and are given or enhanced psychic abilities to relay those messages or to fulfill their mission. Right. And then for the bad, some people report having horrible NEDs, nearly experiencing death. Just kidding. NDEs that are reported, that are, they report going to places that resemble like vast darkness. They have loneliness while they're there or hellish realms, meeting devilish or malevolent beings and creatures. Uh, This will generally whip people into shape when it comes to religion or spirituality as the experiences are profound and they leave a traumatic mark on the individual. But a lot of people claim that they continue to have communication with the spirit world even after the terrible experiences, positive or negative. But that's just kind of a bad perception, which leads us into the next one, which is trauma. Well, I was going to say before that, it's kind of like the ghosts of Christmas past where, you know, you have, what's his name? The Uncle Scrooge. And it's like, if you don't shape up, you're going to be dragged into hell with chains around your ankles and wrists. (laughs) Yeah. That's my favorite. I don't like that movie. It's boring. Sorry. I love it. (laughs) I love it. And I know why I like it because I was always interested Mm. in the paranormal. And that's so weird you don't like it because, I mean, it's it has to do with seeing ghosties and shit. It was fascinating to I me liked, as a child. Hercules was my favorite movie. See, I never really watched much of it. That was, Who that come after I was a little grown. You know what I'm saying? Like when I stopped really, wa- I mean, I watched it. I went, okay, I say I stopped watching. I didn't really stop. But when the new Christmas Carol come out in 3D, my ass was sitting in the theaters. I'll put it to you that way, which I don't go to the theaters often. But There's one that came out in 3D? Yeah, what? yeah. Disney did the a Christmas. It's so it was actually really cool. But yeah, I love the story. I love the concept and everything about it. Now this one we have trauma. So the good, a traumatic event that evokes a positive reaction or response and promotes spiritual and personal growth. My most pivotal moment is when a YouTuber in this community with a decent following decided to make a video about me calling me out about things that she didn't have all the facts about nor were true. The video has been deleted but remained up for a good while. When this happened, instead of lashing out publicly, I decided to take a good look at myself to see where I could use some improving. From there, I worked diligently to improve my knowledge and abilities to be more effective at helping others and grow spiritually. Right. And that's a good example of a traumatic experience. And Mm -hmm. in general, for bad, I mean, this is obvious, but traumatic experiences are overall, as stated, traumatic. And they leave a dent in the individual that requires one to work through the repercussions of what has happened. 
it is known, for example, that individuals that suffer a traumatic childhood tend to disassociate during those events that happened, which in turn is like a form of meditation or even a form of like projection, like astral projection in a, in a sense. Uh, and sometimes people have done that, actually. A lot of people that have psychic abilities have claimed that they formed um, some type of ability from a traumatic experience or over time from childhood. I could say that I experienced things like this and I would absolutely disassociate and went off kind of in my own space when um, things like this would happen in my home as a child. And this is kind of the same space that you can go into and receive psychic messages. So it does, it's definitely correlated. Um, unfortunately, some people can never recover from their traumatic experiences and uh, just in turn basically lead a life that they are less desirable to lead, meaning like they let that trauma continually affect them. That's why healing is important. It also really, you know, allows entities to attach to that trauma, which trauma is the type of the people that I have dealt with, almost 100% of the people I've dealt with, their paranormal issues are origined in trauma. Mm -hmm. They attach to that vibration. So, I mean, that's like 60% of my clients. Yeah. Right. And it, it really, you know, it plays a big part in dealing with negative, negative or malevolent beings or entities, because if you can't heal from it, then you are, you're literally, you know, you're a target. It's like having a target on your back. They can influence your thoughts and keep you in a place that is very low vibrational and it can affect your mental, uh, physical or emotional help and lead to like diseases and stuff. So trauma can open up your psychic abilities and open you up for attack. So yeah. the next one, we have psychedelic experiences. And before I say anything good about it, let me say this as like a disclaimer. It's important to note that the use of psychedelics for spiritual growth should always be approached with caution, respect, and in a responsible manner, set and setting, dosage, and the presence of a knowledgeable guide or facilitator are crucial factors that can influence the outcome of a psychedelic experience. Additionally, it's advisable to consult with a healthcare professional and research the legal and safety considerations in your specific jurisdiction before considering the use of psychedelics. Okay, now that we got that out of the way. I'm going to say, yeah, what Emily said. Uh. Yeah, I'm going to say the good. I don't want to be sued for people thinking that, oh, she said it It has great benefits and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, no, no. Mm -mm. Not nope. today. It's yo ass, not mine. So, <laughs> the good. <laughs> Using psychedelics to aid in spiritual development and or spiritual practices have been used widely across many religions for thousands of years. So, one, expanded consciousness is one benefit. So, psychedelics have the capacity to alter one's perception and provide a sense of expanded consciousness. This can lead to profound insights and experiences that may be difficult to access through ordinary states 
of consciousness. Many individuals report a sense of interconnectedness, unity, and a deeper understanding of themselves and the world around them. Mis Let me stop you there. Yeah. That is that is my experience. I will say. Mm -hmm. And I've I've only uh partaked into fungus type of psychedelic experiences. Um and I would say a ten year fifth I don't know. It's been I'm old. I would say fourteen years ago. Let's just say fourteen or thirteen years ago. That was my experience with fungal psychedelics i did feel uh, uh i under it made me actually understand that we were all connected like it's not a it's not just a thought either it comes in as a feeling so before i was ever into anything like this i learned about what spirit connection felt like through that experience so i just wanted to state that awesome good awesome okay so <laughs> Mystical and transcendent experiences. So psychedelics have been known to induce mystical or transcendent experiences characterized by a sense of awe, reverence, and a connection to something greater than oneself. These experiences can be deeply meaningful and transformative, offering individuals a glimpse into the nature of existence and their place within it. Yes. So... I could give another example here if you'd like. <laughs> so um, you actually can meet other beings or even I say spirits. I've seen positive spirits uh, or entities or beings in these experiences, which technically are considered hallucinations. But I would say from being um, an intuitive medium person, <laughs> all those terms we've discussed, um, I would say it's somewhat similar to communicating. Um, I actually saw some ancestors. Uh, they were Indian of a um, Native American or Indian background. And yeah, so you'll see. And then other people, depending on what it is, uh, some people end up seeing like mystical transcendent beings on things like DMT. So I can't speak for anything like that. But I have experienced of uh, meeting people and also going, seeing into another realm, into the spirit. So it, it's just very interesting. I wanted to share that. You know, it kind of makes me think about, too, if, so could one say it's a hallucination if, like, the majority of the people who see a entity or a being see the same exact being? So, yeah. Uh, I don't think so personally I think there's something different to that because I'll give you another example um, I have done this with a group of people and we all saw the same thing for example I saw aliens <laughs> now that could have been a hallucination but it is interesting it's an interesting fact that when a group of people get together and try something like this it is possible for everybody to see the same thing I have experienced that myself. Um, there is some, like I said, something else to it. But one experience without hallucinogenic um, help, I guess you could say, or psychedelic help, my fiance was with a bunch of people. And I know this is a little off topic, but it's, it's kind of funny, but not. Um, they were at some type of swimming hole. I don't know what it was called. They call them a swimming hole. And um, basically, they all saw a life-size like rabbit and nobody was under the effects of a psychedelic drug. 
So it's, is that, that's similar Mm -hmm. in a way. So maybe that, yeah, maybe it's not. That's what I mean. It's like, if, if a bunch of people see the same exact thing, I don't know if I would consider it to be a a hallucination. And it kind of reminds me of the time when I held the stinging nettle, nettle pill in my hand. And, you know, that's just a herbal supplement. That's not any kind of psychedelic and I saw the entity attached to it or associated with it so I feel like certain things like certain fungi or certain like medicines and herbs have entities associated with it and I think it also falls almost like with the divas of the plants because you have spirits of plants and I feel like it's very similar in that manner Right. And then certain uh, people like that take DMT or shrooms or whatever, they will see similar things like through the trip. Now, the the psychedelic itself, for example, you'll see a bunch of eyeballs sometimes with mushrooms and they're they're all okay. The way I can explain it is like uh, and give reference to kind of what it can look like is Alex Gray's artwork. Because Alex Gray, uh, the artist that um, has the, if you know the band Tool, the cover of that album, Schism, um, that's the one, you know, that looks like the, I don't know, have you seen it, Emily? It's the person with the eyeball. Yeah. It looks like the, I yeah, know exactly so looks, what it is, yeah. Yeah, you would have to look it up if you don't, but it does look a lot similar to his artwork, and he's been known to, that's how he's kind of opened up his spiritual side, and that's been going on for a long, long time like research and stuff uh, into psychedelics, you know, and everything like that. But that's the closest that I can say. And a lot of people see it. I mean, I've seen it personally myself. So I don't know. It's just interesting. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to, you know, say that for thought. (laughs) Right. So the next thing that it can do, uh, emotional healing and self-exploration So psychedelics can facilitate deep emotional healing and self-exploration by allowing individuals to access and process repressed or unresolved emotions and traumas. They can help uncover unconscious patterns of thought and behavior, promote self-reflection, and provide individuals with a fresh perspective on their lives and relationships. And, you know, some people do microdosing, and it's not even to get high or to get any psychedelic you know, response, it's because there's research that shows that it can enhance your mood. It's like people have this false, I don't know, expectation about drugs and stuff. But if you think about it, a lot of medications that you take right now come from plants and herbs. So even if you don't get high on it, it doesn't mean, you know, it's bad because it's psychedelic, you know? Right. If you didn't say it, I was going to going to because there's a ton yeah. of research associated with yeah. this. And there and I mean it's it's been proven and it's been going on for many years. So it's not all just about just the psychedelic experience, really. There's a lot of emotional uh benefits, like you were saying, and even in spiritual, uh definitely you'll get downloads. Especially if you're already aware of it and you take some, you will get downloads. But again, we're not promoting Mm-mm. you to go do this. We're just stating facts and relatable experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next thing that it can do is enhance creativity and insight. Many artists, writers, musicians, and other creative individuals have reported that psychedelics enhance their creativity 
and provide them with fresh insights and inspiration. The altered state of consciousness induced by psychedelics can dissolve creative blocks, ignite the imagination, and foster new ways of thinking and perceiving the world. Yep. So, tool. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Alex Gray is a good example of enhanced creativity. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyways. All right. So we got spiritual connection and transcendence. Psychedelics have long been used in religious and spiritual ceremonies by various cultures throughout history. They can facilitate a sense of connection to a higher power, the universe, or the divine. Some individuals report experiencing a deep sense of spiritual unity, love, oneness during psychedelic experiences. And, you know, a good example, shamans. Mm -hmm. And you have cultures, like, in the Native American communities. Yeah, ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Yep. Peyote. Mm -hmm. It was a part of their religious tradition. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, and there's the roots run deep with it. It's definitely a matter of opinion and personal choice. Mm -hmm. But to say that they are distinctively bad, I disagree with personally i will say that um it's not for everybody i don't recommend anybody to go out and do it if it's your choice that's your choice um y'all know where i'm going with this but yeah it's not it's it's something that if done not i would say majority of the time you're going to be okay Uh but there are times when things can happen and then that goes into the bad the bad part. I'm the bad person today to get deliver the bad information. So in short, people can have reverse reactions, like I said, to the psychedelic drugs, health issues, mental issues, or both, depending on many factors. But it is also fair to say that you cannot have any health or mental issues if you choose to use psychedelics. So it, basically, it's safe to say most of the time you're going to be okay, but you just want to make sure that you do everything that Emily stated at the beginning consult your health care provider and where it's legal (laughs) it's been reported yeah it's also been reported I have to be really careful with this kind of because of where we live and all that kind of stuff but anyways it's been reported that people have had terrifying experiences with other beings in uh, a very small amount of cases people have reported having paranormal activity during the consumption of a psychedelic and rarely even after so it is there is a potential depending on your psychic defenses because one thing we haven't mentioned yet is it said that it lowers your shield like anything else we've mentioned this before in the past but you know it can lower your defenses in general your psychic defenses or your shield you're going to see stuff and depending on how you can perceive that and deal with all that it's totally up to the individual so um can you get a quote attachment yes there is a potential uh but i personally have done things in a ritualistic way where i make sure i set up and you know i set up boundaries i set up light shields and physically and like in with the form of light like candles and with my light and you know i do it in a ritualistic way if i have done it in the past i guess you could say um that's not everybody's case some people take it for fun you know and that's cool if that's what you want to do 
but uh, I would never recommend taking any of this stuff for just fun. But that's just me. That's just mm-hmm. my opinion. I was going to say, too, it also depends on a lot of variables. If your space was already haunted or you already had an attachment or you're already in a negative vibration or a negative vibratory state, it could make your experience worse. It's not, it, it's, it has so many variables tied to it. Yes, it's mm-hmm. so it's so many variables. And I mean, we could go over all of them, but yeah. maybe that will be a later episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, there's so many. And even if you, like, I'm prone to have paranormal experiences because of, like, what I do mm-hmm. and my abilities. But at the same time, because um, everywhere I go, I can have an experience. But at the same time, it's no different than setting up your... Um, your shields, mm-hmm. your protective barriers, pulling in the light and stuff like that. So I would recommend doing some, if you're going to do something like that and you're like us in any way, shape or form, I would recommend doing that if you were to do it, but I'm not recommending you do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, yeah, I think that's all I have to say about that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have any more um, um, important things to say about psychedelics. Yeah, I mean, I think you pretty much covered the bad stuff because yeah. it's like it does lower your shield. It- I don't think it lowers your vibration, though. That's the, that's that's one thing I did leave out. I don't think it can it lowers your vibration at all. No, I think personally. it it's it's like any kind of like. Wait, wait a minute. I need to correct that. I'm talking about fungus i'm not talking about anything else so yes Mm -hmm. certain psychedelics have the potential to do that but in terms of fungus psychedelics i would say that it does not lower your vibration it might lower your shield which is kind of the same so let's think about that for a second i don't think it's the same though because i don't think it's the same either because i feel like I also think it depends on your intention, too. Yes. So if you have an addictive personality and or you use drugs for the wrong reason and you're someone that does drugs and then you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to do psychedelics now. I'm going to trip on fungi. Then I think it could be lowering your vibration because it's right. connected to the type of personality or bad behaviors that you've done or continue to do. Right. And that's definitely why I recommend if you were to ever do this, but I'm not telling you to, to set it up in a ritualistic way where you, you, you set your boundaries, your intentions, everything. Mm -hmm. Yes. Do, do that if you were to do it, but I'm not telling you to do it. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If, if it, and then for the shield part, it's more like it lowers more the veil than the, the, it's more of the veil and yeah, I, it just I think op- it's worth yeah go ahead I'm sorry and it it just opens you up to things that have already existed and continue to existed in the space in which you're at so yeah or the space that you go to yes because you can go to certain spaces mm-hmm. with this um and it's tied to like if you have um, intuitive abilities or whatever you want to call them, then yeah, it can definitely uh, take you places w- mm-hmm. within those abilities. So especially with 
clairvoyance and stuff, but that's a, there's a lot to that to unpack, I guess you could say, without getting deeper into it. So mm -hmm. I'll leave that there for like the different types and all that kind of stuff. We're not yeah. going to go there today, but it is interesting. It is very interesting to uh, talk about. For shizzle my nizzle bizzle. Off the hizzle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think psychedelics is where we're going to leave off today for this episode yeah <laughs> <laughs> that pretty much ends everything that we had to share and we did it in under two hours yay yay but yeah so we've covered everything related to esp or extrasensory perception or yep and we're basically, I think the next episode, I think Em and I have decided that we're going to take a deeper dive into the definition of psychic abilities. And we have something interesting planned. So basically, we're going to start talking about not just the clairs, but the things you do with those clairs and mm -hmm. things people say they can do or things that, mm -hmm. yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think it'll be a pretty cool episode. And yeah, yeah I think that's all we have for this time guys you know what song's playing in my head right now what the electric slide you oh, can God. do it it's electric oogie woogie woogie <laughs> have you heard what they say that song's about uh getting it on a vibe i know Greater. well yeah the thing that's, that's trending the fuck out the the trending thing right now is getting it on like Donkey Kong, but it's that's not what it's really about. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's so funny. They're like, it's about a mm -mm, that's gross. Ew. Okay, because mm -hmm. I did that when I was twelve. It's the skating rink. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, that's very interesting. We're gonna do the electric slide on out of this bitch. Until next time, that's a wrap. Wing. <laughs> 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 Hey, if you have a haunted story you want to share, you can email us at lights at midnight podcast at gmail.com. Get in touch with us there. We'd love to hear from you. We really appreciate y'all uh, hanging around and checking it out. And yeah, thank you so much. We are super excited to bring you some super awesome content. We really appreciate you guys checking us out. Thank you to all that took the time to listen to this week's episode. Your support means the world to us. And remember, all of us have the ability to shine brightly and shed positivity, even in the darkest of places. Stay safe, stay well, and light it up! Thank you.